Hello, Sarah. Hello. Uh, I've decided to pivot into being an eternal optimist um, and be really into toxic positivity. Okay. So I actually have some good news. All right. What's the good news? Remember like two years ago when I ruined my shoulder and got a bunch of nerve damage and like was told that I was going to have shoulder paralysis? I totally remember that. Well, it turns out that was bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty functional. And I played five-on-five five basketball yesterday for the first time in two years. Did you dunk the ball? I can still dunk. Yeah. <laughs> it, not well. Yeah. I'm talking like fingertips above the rim at this That's point. That's fine. That's all you need. But I can get it down. But, you know, Greg, I, I, I have can, a question. I can I'm still short. Man. Yeah. I'm a uh -huh. short man. As a short yes. king. And yes. I would off. I'm, I'm not that short. I'm 5'9. I'm like an average height man. Yeah. But what I will say is uh, I have often said I would give up 10 years of my life to dunk a basketball one time. Is uh -huh. it worth it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> I can tell you one of the one of the greatest moments of my entire life was I was playing 21 with my younger brother. He uh I got a I got a long rebound off a missed three-pointer. He's on one side of the court, I'm on the other, and I'm like, I'm going for it. And I ended up dunking all over my little brother. Mm -hmm. Like full-fledged, like give him a hug in the air and mm -hmm. like get it right on his head. That was over 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. I bring it up every time we're together. <laughs> you in, can't tell me anything. Not a, only am I the older child, uh -huh. I dunked on you. In, that's the thing. It's like, if it doesn't even matter. I think like to Joey's point, giving up 10 years, right? Like, if you dunk at any point during a day, that's it. You can't tell me anything. Yeah, it's 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 an exceptional feeling. And at 38, I'm just happy that I can like jump over a phone book at this point. In, but in Ray Allen's biography, yes, I read Ray Allen's biography. Law, incredible. Hell he yes. has an entire chapter about how he was playing a pickup game as like a high schooler. And he dunked on his military dad in a yeah. game. <laughs> and like, he was like, it like it changed his life and his dad's life. His dad like couldn't be hard on him anymore because he like embarrassed him in front of his pickup basketball Hell, friends. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if he ever dunked on Denzel Washington. Yeah, it's in there. In the, in the final, it's in, it's in he got game. Yeah, that that deserves a rewatch. I should watch it's a good that movie. movie again. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, movie, that was fun. A good movie. Ready to we dunk should. on the haters by doing should, a show? We should. We should. Uh, we should start the show. Did you go to any jazz games? Yeah, a lot. Kobe Bryant, another air ball. And when I know by my significant amount of research that it isn't. Um, that was a masterpiece of dog shit. Hello, hello, and welcome to Unsalvageable Utah Jazz Podcast with me, Sarah Todd, Jazz Beat Reporter. <laughs> it doesn't matter, does it? Wah, 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 wah. I'm Sarah Todd. This is Greg Foster. Welcome Utah to the Bad show. Beat Reporter. <laughs> Son of a bitch. 
Uh, no, I'm don't Joey. I'm just going. I'm not redoing yeah, it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't see. have a title. <laughs> it's just Sarah and Greg, and it's we're just, here. Yes. <clears throat> the Jazz won a game. That game was fun. I was there on Monday night. That was a good time. It's really nice to see Colin Sexton actually making good decisions. He's been killing it the last like half dozen games. He's been great. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of discourse on on the Twitters. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not a lot of discourse. I honestly think it's just someone from Colin Sexton's family uh, on Twitter. I love it. And they're like, you know, Colin's always been this person and he, you know, he wasn't even getting consistent minutes before. And I'm like, listen, he wasn't getting consistent minutes oh, because this. he was playing like a dummy. Like right. if you're going to THT things, put your head down and just barrel through into the trees when you're a tiny little Colin Sexton, like, and not pass the ball, then you won't play as many minutes. But Right. But like to Colin's credit, uh, I mean, Will Hardy says that he's been working really, really hard on like the pick and roll and passing to the corners out of those mm-hmm. plays. He's playing a teensy bit slower, which has helped a little bit. And so, yeah, uh, when guys get injured and you get an opportunity and you show that you're not going to play like a dummy. Great. Great things happen. Great things happen. Yeah, and I, you know, especially watching him on Monday, I mean, he took quite a few shots. Hold on a second. I got to, I overloaded my washer and it's going nuts right now. It's been cycle. Give me just, give me just a second. What do you think he's actually doing? Because uh, that's, that doesn't sound right. I overloaded my washer. What's he doing? Something's up. Something's up. Well, he's got to go package the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing's nothing's real. <laughs> Likely story. This is the part of the show where we just come up with ideas about Greg's side hustles. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. We're really just firing on all cylinders today. <laughs> I decided that you're a drug dealer and that yeah, the washer me. was a lie. <laughs> This I don't have a job. Uh, when I you're say, like I don't even have a washer. <laughs> when I say that I'm doing laundry, I actually mean money laundering. Yeah, he had to he had to lower the basket of lotion to the yeah. woman in his basement. Um... <laughs> Hold on, a real quick segue or sidetrack, whatever we want to call it. Sure. How old were you when you understood that money laundering was not washing money? Oh, I watched I watched Ozark like two years ago. And and then no. learned? No. Because <laughs> that's not far off from where yeah. I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched a lot of mob movies growing up. Yeah, same. Sarah, you As watched no who, movies. I so watched that's that. how that's how you didn't know. <laughs> I only watched Wayne's brother movies growing up. So yeah, I don't know they how didn't many, cover how much- that. Money laundering are in uh, the scary movie franchise. The sixth man. Uh. Major pain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, all right. All right. Colin Sexton. Yeah, he's doing great. Uh, I, I, I 
paid particular attention to him on Monday when I was in the arena. And I thought like, it's just, he took a bunch of shots, but always seemed to be in control and he was open, you know, and I thought he started off the game by doing the Colin Sexton thing of attacking the rim. Uh, but he was, he was beating guys off the dribble and he was getting layups, which then I think kind of like a gave him confidence. It opened up the floor a little bit more. And I thought he took advantage. He's looked, he's looked great. And if this is the Colin Sexton, the jazz get moving forward. Well, uh, then that's going to improve the, the, the team's ceiling quite a bit. Yeah. If you're playing smart, like on dribble drive penetration, that's a completely different thing than like, like like when they were playing the Kings, the Kings players were like, dude, we got to do something like he's killing us down there. Yeah. And of course, then Keegan Murray hit you know. 9,000 three point shots. Right. So that helped. But yeah, uh, that's completely different than when Colin Sexton is like ISOing against two seven footers. Right. And taking like a 13 foot shot. Like th- mm-hmm. there have been many times where he just has made dumb decisions. And so it's completely different when he's making like full straight, straight line drives and playing really strong through contact. He took. 13 free throws. Yeah. So like that, that's a completely different type of game than, than what he has been doing. And yeah. it's really good to see that. Yeah. He didn't shoot a great percentage, but no, but yeah, got to the free throw line and, uh, you know, had a gravity to him in that six game. Assists. Yeah. And it opened up the floor for other people. I thought that, THT played one of his best games of the season. I got to give credit where it's due. I thought yeah. he played well. Um, I thought he made good passes, had 27 points. Like that's, that's what you want out of it. I actually like, I would go, I, I would go as far as to say, I thought Monday was the jazz's most balanced game of the season. Yeah. And I, I mean, to your point about both, both Colin and Taylor Seven shots a piece is the right amount. Yeah, absolutely. Take like that. I, I don't need Talon or Colin taking eighteen shots. No, and for them to have both, uh, oh, sorry, seven threes a piece is what mm-hmm. I meant. But like, yeah, they take a lot of shots. You know, Colin is constantly driving to the basket, and he's going to get to the free throw line, and that takes a lot of attempts. But like, you don't want them taking a ton of threes. You don't want them. Uh, like I said, taking a bunch of mid rangers. Like if the majority of their shots are coming at the rim, that's what you want. But yeah. that has to come into like it has to be paired with using the fact that they put pressure on the rim to the advantage for the rest of the team. They they each yes. had six assists, mm-hmm. but like they combined for twelve assists. That is, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'd I'd have to go and look at the numbers, but I'm pretty sure that. Colin Sexton was averaging like two assists with Cleveland. Yeah. And if that, and so if he, I know that he plays best when he's off ball and like playing at the two, but like you still want him to be a facilitator. Right. Because he's not tall enough to get away with not at least trying. Well, and that's just like, you know, that's the kind of the cornerstone of Will Hardy's system, you know, play hard and pass hard and pass. Yep. And you're going to, yeah, you're, I mean, it's, it's, 
an offense that isn't predicated on like a ball dominate guy. Like, of course, you're going to give the ball to your your best scorers and your best players. Right. But it's predicated on that ball movement and finding the open man and, you know, cuts and screens. And I, I thought that they executed that really well. And I I ultimately I'm just I'm liking the strides that I'm seeing out of Colin Sexton lately. And of course, like, I mean, you wrote it in your column, which, you know, I do read. Thank you very much. I'm not a guy. I, I can't read very well. <laughs> but yeah, but you try. I, his, his, his energy is infectious. And while he doesn't always make the best decisions, you know, he's giving the effort. Yeah. And I, I think I can appreciate that. It's like the the what the Mike Malone quote he had about Boogie, where he's like, I would take Boogie over just about anybody in the NBA because you yeah. know where he stands and he plays hard and he gives a Right. Shit. Ten times out of ten times you take the guy that you have to calm down rather than the guy you have to hype up. Mm-hmm. Now I would I, I want to talk just a little bit more about that game because like I said, I do think it was like the Jazz's most balanced game. And yeah. I really think the way the Jazz played the Brooklyn Nets has to be the blueprint moving forward. Yeah. I I don't think the Jazz have a guy who you can just throw the ball to consistently and be like, go win me a game. Yeah. I think that Lowry marketing can be that guy on occasion, but he's not like that's He's not a Giannis. He's not a Luca. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's not a Jokic. He's not that type of guy where you can just like throw the ball to him and be like, "Okay, man, it's Lowry time, and you got to go get us a dub." Yeah, you have so to it, win by committee. Yeah, and I thought they did that. You know, Lowry had a, an extremely quiet twenty and ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Talon and Colin both had twenty seven apiece, and while I don't think that is sustainable moving forward. It's that balanced attack. And like that could be somebody else the next thing. You know, Walker had, I think, what was it like 12 points, 11 boards, and Mm -hmm. like 14 and 14. Oh, it was 14 and 14 and five blocks. Yeah. And was like, had almost like a Gobert type presence in that game where after he started blocking those shots, guys stopped going to the rim. Yeah. And that had a huge effect on the game. And I even think someone like Simone Fontecchio, his mm-hmm. shot was not falling on Monday, but he had, I don't know, three or four rebounds, three or four yep. assists, had a couple of, of, of steals. He blocked or he, he broke up that, that lob play in the first half. Mm-hmm. It's just little things like that. When you're getting that collective effort from everybody on the team, that leads to a super quality win like that. And that again, that's exactly how the Jazz have to play moving forward if they want to start winning basketball games. Right. And they had the, the benefit of making shots, which yeah. which helps. But I think that importantly, the way that they played mm-hmm. is how that they, they need to play. Because I thought that one of the things that was really good in that game was the transition defense. Like I think way too much this season we've seen teams just wreck the jazz by just like Mm -hmm. getting out and running and they're just not there to help. Yep. Yep. And so when I was talking to Will about that, he was talking about the correlation between like solid offense, despite making a shot and how that relates to their transition defense, because he's like, 
a bad shot is basically a live ball turnover. Because like if somebody takes a bad shot, the other teams are like as soon as the shot goes up, if it's bad, the other team's ready to run. Yeah, exactly. And so like if you're playing like proper, correct, well executed offense, even if you miss, then you have way less of a chance of the team trying to like beat you out and you have a better chance of being like in good rebound position and having guys get out in transition to like slow it down in the half court. And so like even if they don't make the shots and they end up losing the game because they can't score enough, like the way that they were playing was the right way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so moving forward, that is my hope for this team is that they somehow make this sustainable. And you know what else was impressive? I thought that they did a good job of protecting the ball on Monday. Yeah, they did. They didn't have a whole lot of turnovers. They didn't have a whole lot of turnovers. And uh, they only allowed 36 points in the paint, which isn't necessarily about rim protection. That's about keeping the ball out of the paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought they were awesome, you know, and I think I thought they forced uh, Brooklyn into a lot of just like mid range, low percentage shots. Yep. And yeah. Proud of the effort, boys. Way to go. Did we talk about did we talk about Chance Comanche yet? No, we need to. <laughs> okay. We gotta talk about this. What the hell? Okay, let me oh my god, dude. I don't even I don't even know where to where begin. Where do we start? Okay, so the Jazz played the Kings the day before that game. The Kings G League team, the Stockton Kings. They had a player named Chance Comanche get arrested by the FBI in the sheriff's office, held without bail, but the charges weren't known yet. All mm-hmm. was, that was known it was it was about charges coming from another state, but no bail important in that, right? So for 24 hours, a little bit more than that, everyone's like, what is this? This sounds really bad, right? Mm-hmm. The next night, about 15 minutes turns into the game. Turns out it was really bad. Turns out <laughs> it was very bad. Uh about 15 minutes into the game against the Jazz, story comes out that Chance Comanche and another woman kidnapped a woman Jesus Christ, in Vegas. Man. And at that point, she had not been seen since December 5th or 6th. Mm-hmm. And so, and very, very importantly, though, in the in the criminal like charging documents the the quote was they kidnapped her with the intent to kill or harm which is so specific to be a part of a criminal complaint which means like you've got some sort of proof right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then the next day her body was found and then the next day which is yesterday i got i gotta read some of this stuff because the the information that can't like Chance Comanche full on like confessed and uh the the cops have text messages from him and the and his apparently his girlfriend who is a 19 year old who and the the woman that they kidnapped there was some sort of feud between the 19 year old girlfriend and this the the murdered woman what the hell okay i got to Man, this story is 
so insane. I'm just going to read straight from the article about this because it's so wild. I hate this. Like, I just, I gotta, oh, and, okay. There's so many things to say. Uh, guess, like, weird coincidence. Chance Comanche was roommates leading up to the season starting at Arizona with Larry Markinen. I wonder how Lowry is feeling and, like, processing all of this. I have the answer because I asked him about it. I cannot, uh, I, I, I can't assume that it's well. So I asked Lowry, I was like, dude, you were on a team with Chance Comanche. And he was like, yeah, it's crazy, right? And I'm like, what, 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 just what, why, how? And he was like, I mean, I didn't really know him like that. Like, we were roommates for like three weeks. And then, you know, but we were like 18, 19 year olds playing basketball who like didn't have friends in common. And like, we were immature idiots. So like, you know, right. it's not like I can look back and be like, oh, I knew he was weird, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he was like, yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Let's look at some of these details. <sighs> Comanche told cops that him and his girlfriend, it uh, looks like her name is Shikari Hardnan, got Mariana Rogers into a car after picking up a bottle of booze from a nearby liquor store, and they made it seem like they were going to have intercourse with her inside the ride. It, it was like they were pretending to be a trick, is how like the, it, they lured her into things. Uh, Comanche told cops that he pulled out an HDMI cord and strangled Rogers for 10 seconds. He allegedly let go, though cops say he told them that Hardin continued to choke her until she became unresponsive. Officials say that Comanche told them once they believed Rogers was dead, they dumped her body in a ditch and then buried it with rocks. Um, I just have to say, up top, like, uh, do not, first of all, don't murder anyone, right? Yeah, just don't kill anyone. We should say that. Like, just <clears throat> don't don't kill people. But definitely don't like text a bunch of people about your ideas beforehand. Yeah, That's, that seems that seems bad. That seems not smart. It's real dumb. Um some of the texts Comanche was had texted not only like his girlfriend Shikari about like the plot, okay? They text back and forth about this a lot, but he also texted like multiple people this story says about it like uh, quote, trying to find a trying to find a ghost emoji, gun emoji. <laughs> uh, so that they could get an untraceable gun. Uh, and then someone else, he said, uh, I'm trying to get that blank pregnant and mix rat poison or something in her drink. Um, why? Uh, I don't care. Actually, quote, <laughs> it's not worth the question. It's Vegas. She can blink around and get kidnapped. She was with you till such and such time. And then the gun was supposed. And then the guy that she was supposed to meet called her an Uber and then she left. That's what we'll tell them. 
Like they're texting about their cover story. This is the dumbest man of all time. Like dumb and like exceptionally evil. I I don't understand how it goes from obviously you couldn't get a gun, but how's then your next murder weapon HDMI cord? <laughs> like I mean, for as many days that they like texted about this, and for as as much information that they have and like they were planning it and like thinking about different ways of doing it. Like you'd think that they would have gotten a weapon or like if they're going to strangle her, a rope. Right. But yeah, Yeah. they, they just went HDMI cord. Dummy. Terrible. Absolute bozo piece of (laughs) you. Sorry, Joey. It's okay. Yep. That one's worth it. Apparently, like the reason that they were that one girl was mad at the other girl is because one girl had implicated the other's boyfriend in a double homicide of which he was convicted for. Oh, so this there's there's more murder. Yeah. And it's like, dude, chance, I know that the G League isn't glamorous, but like you can probably do better. You don't have to pick the 19 year old who's now associated with three bodies. Jesus, man. Well, uh, hope you like prison food, guy. Yeah, because you're done done. Yeah. That is a that is a bonkers story. Yeah. I I, I honestly like I just I don't have anything to say. I don't have anything witty. No, it's just like this is just awful. Also, I feel bad because when the story was first coming out, you know, we didn't have like information that the kidnapped girl was like involved with prostitution, which, by the way, does not matter. Um, But like one of the things was like that she left her dogs like people were like, oh, is she just missing? Right. And it's like she had dogs and they're like, she wouldn't have just left them. And it's like. Oh, this is gross. Um. On a happier note, yeah, you, please. You know what opened yesterday? What? Uh, NBA All Star voting, guys. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! John oh my Morant, god. Uh, John Morant game winners that opened as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I saw that. That was fun. It I was game. fun. I did not like the narrative people had around it. Like, yeah, somebody was like, "This is the greatest comeback story that we've ever had," and I was no, like, "No, it's not." No. No, yeah, I was not. kind of, I was kind of because, like, when I first tuned into that game, the Grizzlies were losing bad, and I was like, "Good." Yeah, you can't <laughs> they say should. that when Sean Livingston's leg was, yeah, perpendicular yeah. to his body, and then he became a champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are lots better stories than uh, a guy pulling guns on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the thing is like it's not a comeback story. He was waving a gun around on Instagram and now he yeah. plays basketball again. Like- and like <laughs> honestly, I would love a job ja Morant redemption arc, but yeah, let's please not like get let, ahead of let, ourselves. Yeah, let's not do it right now. Right. And there's like- still a lot to, more to be done than hitting a game winner against the New Orleans Pelicans. And the redemption arc for John ja Morant has nothing to do with basketball. Right. Yeah. Like, has... just start being a normal dude and play good basketball. It'll be great. Yeah. Yep. 
I do have an idea for a segment. I want to run run past you guys since this is coming out. Wait, hold on. Let's get to your segment in a second. We do need to talk about okay. the all-star thing. Yeah, let's do that. Good call. Because, because jazz, I brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because the Jazz opened up campaigns for all-star voting and every team does this, right? Every team is going to put John out. John is not an all-star. John Collins Shut is up. not an all-star. Jordan Clarkson is not an all-star this year. Like that. It did stop it. They, they started is averaging like 14 points a game. Come on. Yeah. That's all I have. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys think Lowry makes it this year? Because I'm no. not. No. I'm not convinced. Not because I don't think he deserves it. And I don't, you know, I definitely think he's an all-star caliber player. I think it's just a numbers game. And you've got to go up against, you know, Sabonis and AD and Kevin losing, Durant. And... Losing teams don't get all-stars. Yeah. And, so, and, that's yeah. The, and the. The and also the game the game's not in salt lake city yeah. right the, the difference i think last year like it being in salt lake helped but also the jazz's start to the season really helped yeah. right? yes absolutely they literally started the season 10 and 3 and lowry was amazing and playing like right. god and so even by the time the all-star voting started that was in everyone's minds yeah yeah now we can do your segment <laughs> okay i i I brought I brought this up because we uh, you know it's the Christmas season, uh, and I sat down with Noah, my six year old, mm-hmm. and we uh, we wrote his wish list to Santa. Uh huh. Mailed it off this morning to the North Pole. Correct. Uh, adorable. Lots of fun. Love it. Uh, I want to know what is your Christmas wish list for the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. And the NBA as a whole. I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but I would assume you have some answers. My wish list for the Jazz mm-hmm. is trades at the trade deadline. Amen. I want I want multiple player movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't necessarily need them to get better. Um, that would be nice. I'm sure it would be nice for you and all the other people who are fans. Yes, I know that. Uh, yeah. And that's I'm, the caveat. I just want a different look. Yeah. Um, Agreed. and I, I think that, you know, cause we've, we talked about John Collins and Taylor a lot and how they've been disappointing and it's yes. hard to watch them do some of the things that they do. And I think that I probably, Especially when it comes to John Collins, I probably haven't given given him enough time. Yeah. Um, and so I could probably do that. But like if they if they move things around and gave us a different look, then uh that would be nice. And my second thing that I want for the jazz is health. I am really sick of yes. watching a different I don't want to watch a different lineup every single night. Yep, I'm with you there. I don't even care if like they get healthy and they're bad. Like I, mm-hmm. I just want to watch this. I want some consistency so that I can actually see what this team is like. Yeah. What about what about you? Uh, everything that you said. Yeah. Um, I would like to not watch Taylor Horton Tucker play basketball on my favorite yeah. team anymore. <laughs> um, I would like continued improvement for both Colin Sexton and Simone Fontecchio. I think they are trending upwards and I am liking what I'm seeing. I want that to be sustainable. 
I want yeah. I want multiple games with a healthy Walker Kessler, Lowry Markinen, and Keontae George. Yeah. 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 That would be really nice. And to just bring everything full circle, uh, I want more games like Monday. Yeah. A balanced attack where everyone is firing on all cylinders. That's fun basketball to me. That is a formula for winning when you are not a team with a bona fide superstar. What I want for Christmas from the NBA is for Miles Bridges to be kicked out. Yes. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yep. I that. want I want the NBA to take a, a page out of Canada's book and just say, no, please get the out. Don't even come here. Yep. Uh-huh. And I, I got to think. I want one I, more thing. I, I have one. I want the Indiana Pacers to learn how to play defense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're I, wrong. You're wrong, Greg. Just, <laughs> I'm, not even say, I'm not even saying no. they have to be a good defensive team. No, no, just no, no, no. Middle no. of the road. No. I can't. They don't need it. Team. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. Have see, you seen the post? This is, see, this no. is the problem. This I want is the this problem. team to be good. S- Sarah understands where I'm coming from. The yeah. NBA, as people who grew up watching Don Nelson basketball teams, yeah, I, and sure, there needs I to be an that. NBA team every year that is scores 180 points but gives <laughs> up 190. It's what yeah. makes the NBA great. That's, that's, what why, NBA, want, that's why the Pacers are fun. Things. That's why the I Pacers want... are fun because they don't need defense. They will just get more offense. Yeah. <laughs> I just want good things for Tyrese Halliburton. That yeah. more points. Yeah. More <laughs> points, more assists. Fine. Yeah. Fine. He can average 20 and 20. I'm fine with that. Yes, exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I want basketball players to stop knocking up IG models. Why? That's also fun. <laughs> because the ant situation makes me feel bad. So does the Zion thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's another one. I want Zion to stop being a lazy piece of <laughs> He's becoming one of my least favorite players in the league because yeah. the talent is overflowing. And I don't think I have watched him sprint once this season. And I hate it. It's like it it's giving me like Ben Simmons vibes. I think before now, I was probably like, oh, poor Boyan. I want the Pistons to not be so bad. But free now Boyan. but free Boyan for sure. But now that the Pistons are this bad, I'm like, oh, I want it to be historic. Mm-hmm. I, I need horrible. 874. Yes. We we need the worst team ever. What was what, what was I, the Charlotte Bobcats record again? Let's see. What was it like? Thirteen and sixty nine or something less. like that. Or it's like a twelve. And it's it's yeah. a single digit number. Was sure. it nine and seventy three? Uh, it might be. Hold on. Yeah, I need even worse than that. I need, I need like seven and seventy five. 
Which, what do you think the the odds are of the Jazz just completely f***ing the bed? They were 7 and 59. 7 and 59. Oh, that's seven, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. 73 and 9. Wait. Oh, no, no, that was the Warriors. That's Sorry. the Warriors. That's, that's, that's the, the other side ever. of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because it was the lockout season, right? Yeah. Yeah, 7 and 59. I think... I think the the Pistons can go seven and seventy five. I don't know. Kate Cunningham, keep shooting, buddy. But Continue not know. playing Jaden Ivy. I think they're gonna. They're get, two and twenty five. I know, but I think like I think they're gonna get Monty Morris back at some point, and it will be a more normal basketball team then. Um, because that guy just doesn't screw up. That's his entire thing, right? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> This might make some jazz fans mad, but I kind of want the jazz to lose to the Pistons. <laughs> Cuz like we have suffered enough. <laughs> Listen, more than anything I root for stories, right? And I on just, a on a back-to-back on the road, what I'm rooting for about your content. What I'm rooting for is the easiest story, and if the jazz lose to the Pistons, man, that's easy. <laughs> Uh, but also like Will Hardy charged with murder, dude. It I would lo- love to watch the fallout. Love it. That being said, I want yeah, I want the Jazz start a six man rotation yeah. <laughs> until the All Star break. <laughs> the, yeah, he just benches everyone. <laughs> uh, that being said. I would I would love to watch the Pistons just maybe win three more games this season. Yeah. Killian Hayes 50 burger incoming. Oh, dude, they're two and twenty-five right now. Yeah. I also think one just one more on my wish list, but they actually think is going to happen. Uh I wish to never see Zach Levine in a Chicago Bulls uniform ever again. Reason the Bulls are being. so much. It, no, it's like a get rid of him kind of situation because the Bulls are fun to watch now. Are they? Yeah. I mean, Kobe White has been weirdly good. He's but... been. Yeah. I, fr- I do love Kobe White. He's going to be left off the All Star team, but he's going to be in like the honorable mentions, which is crazy to think about in no, the year of not. our low twenty twenty three. I, like, I didn't. No, he's not making the All Star team. He's played eight good games. Like, let's let's back off here a little bit. It's Greg. gonna happen. Watch it. It will happen. The third of the season. <laughs> um, I'm flying to San Antonio on Christmas Day. So what I want for Christmas is an insane Wimby game, the day after Christmas. That's, it's not that's, out of the realm of possibility. Speaking of which, let's let's go through this this jazz road trip, right? They're starting mm-hmm. it off today in Cleveland. Not they uh, Donovan Mitchell sounds like he's probably not going to play because he's sick. It's Duck. going around. He's ducking. It's going around. He's ducking. Yeah. Um, and then they've got a back to back game in Detroit, which could be great. that would be. I can't imagine what it would be like if the Jazz lost <laughs> both of these games. Yeah. Again, yeah. 
not out of the realm of possibility. We will see. Uh, then they go what to the Toronto. Vegas odds are. Uh, I've game. I've got them. Uh, okay. The the Jazz are the odds. Uh, are Andy Larson posted this on Twitter? The betting odds on the Jazz being the team. Uh, to end the Pistons losing streak is uh plus one fifty. Hmm. So going to a casino in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um interesting. Which is Yeah, yeah. Man. Uh, okay. So Hilarious. after Detroit, then they go to Toronto. Uh-huh. Uh then they go to they've got 3 days off for Christmas, okay? Some players are just going to go back to Salt Lake and be with the family that they have there. Some players are going to go to respective homes. And then they're in San Antonio on December 26th. And then finish it off in New Orleans on the 28th. So they play a lot of teams in this that are beatable. Yeah. But they also are the Jazz. Right. An extremely bipolar team. Yeah, man. That's the thing is, I don't know how to predict anything that the Jazz are going to do. Yeah. Honestly, like my the one thing I know is that Lowry's going to get his 20 points. That's about it. Right. Like they can take the Suns to double overtime or they can lose to the Pistons. Right. Yeah. Like, well, the Suns well, they, are yeah. bad. The Suns are bad. Suns yeah. are bad. I'm sorry. Like, I get it. There's a lot of famous guys on that team, but they're not they're a not good basketball good. team. They're a second round exit ceiling team. Are the Suns like they're just at 500 right now, right? Yeah. yeah. They also can't stay healthy. Yeah. No one on that team. They. I don't know if they've even played a full healthy game. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah. like they lost to the Blazers last night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the Blazers team is kind of fun, but you're not supposed to lose to them. No, no, no they're no. fun, but they're still bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah, tell that to the Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> they're absolutely <laughs> walloped by the Blazers. <laughs> <laughs> not recently. Recently, they beat them. Yeah. Uh, anything else? No. That's kind of it. Yeah. Cool. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, subscribe to the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Got an episode coming up that we're recording today. Uh, going through your fake trade scenarios. I'm going to hate all of them. Got a lot of good stuff coming up. Please tell your friends <laughs> about it. Pay for Patreon for Christmas. Give us the gift of a and Patreon your, subscription. Your patronage. You could follow Greg at Dad Shim Dad. You can follow me at NBA Sarah. Rate, review, subscribe, download, do all of the things. Listen to Joey's other podcast, Round Ball Rock. And we will talk to you next time.